Good morning. I'm back with another episode. I think I'm going to start off with my bets that I've made at the casino. I had put in a parlay bet of eight teams, um, kind of because that's where or my break even is. If I bet less than eight, I don't think my pay. I don't think my upset knowledge is strong enough to get payouts for it. But if I bet more than eight, I'm tempting fate too much because while I may know a lot, upsets do happen, so you try and limit the amount of picks so you can limit the amount of upsets. Um, I would rather hit safe, safe bets than go all out for crazy bets like I've known a lot of people to do and then try and make makeup bets. I'd put in a ticket two days before Christmas for eight teams for hockey. There was the Maple Leafs over the Blue Jackets at minus 225, which means you would need to bet $225 to win 100, which means you put down 225 to win 325. Then you have the Red Wings and the Devils, that's Detroit and New Jersey, at minus 190, so... You bet 190 to win 100, so 190 to come back to 290. Then I have a, I had the Sabers and the Rangers at minus 175, uh, minus 175 for the Rangers. I had the Hurricanes at minus, minus 175 over the Islanders. Blues minus 275 over the Blackhawks. Minus 225 for the Avalanche over the Coyotes. Minus one. Minus 155 for the Kings over the Flames, and minus 300 the Canucks over the Sharks. Um, on those first three picks, that's the the Leaves at the Blue Jackets for the minus 225, the Devils at home against the Red Wings for 190, and the Rangers at home against the Sabres for minus 175. That gives me, on a $10 ticket, gives me a win of 225 and a payout of 235.20. Um... Yes, they are all favorites at a decent level. The trick is how many safe bets can you make in order to get a payout. And I'm not dropping 50 bucks or 100 bucks like I have before. I did drop 100 on a baseball parlay last year, a two-team baseball parlay where I bet $100 and I got back three, 300, 320 or whatever via a friend. And it was really cool. Both of us went in. He, uh, he said, hey, I've got these two games. I've got these three games. What do you want to do? I said, I like these two out of the three. And while I think I can pick the winner of the third game, I don't want to risk my $100 doing it. Let's take the two and go for it. And apparently we picked the two that did just well enough to make make back three times. But I don't want to put in the money to make it worthwhile to pull back three times on a bet. I'd rather do small safe bets. If I lose 10 bucks, that's like a burger at the store that I was going to buy anyway, and instead I'm going to go home and eat like a noodle tray or have leftovers from the fridge instead instead of throwing them out. So like I, I there's there's money that I would normally spend that I'm like no, I will not spend because I have done this.
And on those 18 parlays, only the Hurricanes game did I miss. I missed the Islanders, and it was by one goal, too. It was 175. Uh, it was 5-4. Four, I believe Islanders over the Hurricanes which is uh, not a expected outcome like it, uh, of all the other games Blue Jackets could have upset the Maple Leafs because they're at home and I took home favorites pretty much for everything else the Maple Leafs was the, o- the only road favorite that I take and I don't like road favorites because of home home court, home, arena, home field advantage. So, that's fine. I missed 225. The key on the bet is not, well, I need to drop 50 on safer picks so I can make back 225. No. This is me putting money down, figuring if I am smart enough to make a little bit of money on this. And if I need to parlay small picks, awesome. Um, so I went down to the casino yesterday, put another $10 bet on an 18 parlay for hockey. There's the Capitals at the Rangers. The Rangers are favored minus 225. So I put that down. Um, I took the Maple Leafs at home against the Senators at minus 190. I think minus 190 is too generous to Toronto. I definitely think the Senators have a better chance of winning and my is my second favorite upset on this list to be honest um, I've got the Devils at home against the Blue Jackets I love the Blue Jackets big fan used to live up there but I, I don't see them going on the road and beating New Jersey I mean neither does anyone else that's why it's minus 275 in favor of the Devils I did that just to pop a few extra dollars in there um, I have the Lightning at home against the Panthers, minus 125. Now that Andre Vasilevsky is back in goal for the Lightning, yes, he's looked shaky, but Florida looks like they've collapsed for a lot of people on offense. So either that offense is going to get ticking again because Vasilevsky has another, or uh, because Vasilevsky has a bad game, or Vasilevsky rediscovers how to be a goalie again and he is going to stop him. So I think 125 is... I I think I'm getting better terms on that than I should. I honestly think that should be up toward 175, but like Florida just made a run to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. You just give them some credit there. Um, I've got the Jets on the road against the Blackhawks, which is dangerous. I, I, Chicago is a terrible team. Chicago is an absolutely awful team outside of Connor Bedard. And yes, Connor Bedard is amazing. But the Jets trade Pierre Luc Dubois and another piece for Alex Ayafalo and Gabe Velarde and other pieces. And somehow they're still ticking. They signed Connor Hellebuck to an extension and they signed Mark Shifley. To an extension that nobody expected. They thought that they were going to sell everything off, kind of like the Flames tried to do with the Kachuk trade last year. And <laughs> that that blew up in their face, and that might actually blow up in my face later tonight with uh, with my next pick. I uh, I took the Flames at home against their Kraken at minus one fifty, and this one, this one by far, 
I am absolutely the most concerned about. Because the Flames goalies have been trashed this year. There's a reason why they called up Dustin Wolf, the AHL wonder kid. You win goalie of the year every year since turning pro. And all you have to do is now go up to the league and learn how to play up in the NHL. That is very difficult. The Kraken, I like. I think they have seriously underperformed. Same thing with the Flames, but I have more faith in a team approach that the Kraken are doing where anybody could pop off at any given time versus the Flames where Jonathan Huberdeau has regressed from one of the top 15 players in the league to somebody that you are, you know, dropping in certain leagues. Like, I would not have Jonathan Huberto in my 12-team hockey team on ESPN. He's just not doing anything. Like, he shoots, but that's it. He's not scoring. I think he's on pace for 45 points this year, which is an abominable rate. That's somebody on your third line or fourth line or a prospect that gets a little hot. That's not... I'm paying you... I don't even know how much they're paying him this year. They're probably paying him, like... 15 million or 9 million dollars out there in Calgary. Let's see what Cap Friendly says. Cap Friendly says they're paying Jonathan Huberto 10.5 million dollars for like the next seven years. Good lord. One, two, well, there's, if you include this year, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So yeah, seven more years after this one at 10.5 million dollars. And the EE is going to be like 37 when he gets out of that contract, which is. Stupid. Did the same thing with Nazem Khatri. <laughs> they signed him at a 5x7. No, 6x7. Good lord. $42 million? He's going to be freaking 39 when he gets out of there. Calgary's screwed. Like, the, the, I don't like how this team is structured at all. Like, that's good that they get Jaeger, Sharon Govich, Connor Zeri's coming up, Martin Pospisil. Like, I got... Pospisil in one of my leagues because I think Calgary is going to have to cut people and not pay anybody anything. So Pospisil is probably going to take a short-term bridge deal. He's going to be good for two years and then fly somewhere else. <coughs> this is awful. Mackenzie Weger, the other player that Calgary got in that trade, Calgary traded um, Matthew Kachuk for Huberto and Weger, which looked like even at the time. Weger is on the books until the end of the 30-30-30-31 season. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more seasons beyond this one at $6.25 million. That means that mother's going to be 36 when that contract runs out. That's terrible. You don't hand players those long contracts. Three years, four years, max. Four years is... Or five years is, hey, you've done a wonder for my team. Here you go. No, 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 no. Good Lord, no. Don't, don't, don't do that. For the love of God, don't do that. Plus you have Hannafin that's coming up for an extension this year. Rasmus Anderson is on the books for another three years at 4.5. Thank God Christian uh, Christopher Tenef is coming off at 4.5 million. Just bring up one of your rookies. Save that 4.5 so you can pay Noah Hannafin next year. Uh, Elias Lindholm, your number one center, is 29 and is a free agent. So he'll probably want a little bit of dough. Dylan Dubé, 
is coming up. Yes, he's a res restricted free agent. There goes all that money. I don't know what they're going to do. I honestly think Calgary should be a seller here at the the deadline. I think they need to sell off as many pieces as they can possibly get their hands on. Yes, you are 14, 15, and 5 right now, but that's awful. Okay, so like I said, ADHD podcast. I digressed for my Flames pick for four minutes. Next on the list is the Sharks and the Kings. I took the Kings at minus 350 because I needed an additional multiplier. That's game number six on my list, seven on my list, excuse me. Game number seven, um, that's like, uh, like I said, it's it's a matter of saying this is a gimme game. I want an extra like 30 bucks free just to hand it to me. So there's no real harm in that. Like the Sharks winning in LA would be like a miracle shot, which would be cool. I will cheer the Sharks on and be very happy for them, but whatever. Um, lastly, I finish up with a road favorite. This will be my second road favorite on the list. And one that, you know, I've got some questions on, but I'm fairly certain. Like, the Vegas Golden Knights, good team, top, like, one of the top three teams in the West. But you don't want to take teams on the road. You want to take teams at home. Oh, Lord. My third road. I forgot. I took the Jets over the Blackhawks, and... Oh, no. That, that is my second, then. Heh. <laughs> ADH brain. Um, so, yeah. The... The Ducks are good. They are young. They can get solid, good goaltending from Johan Gibson, but they have no defensive... Like, their defensive structure needs to have some work done on it. Vegas, you can stop anything with any of the goalies out there. Yes, I believe Aiden Hill is still out, but you have Logan Thompson that's still there who is a solid goalie. I traded for Thompson in one of my leagues on purpose because I needed a little more depth and he was available for me to hold on to. So if I take my picks, Rangers minus 225, Maple Leafs minus 190, Devils minus 275, Lightning minus 125, Jets two, minus 250, Flames minus 150, Kings minus 350, and Knights minus 225. On a $10 bet, it's more or less the same as my last one. It's a win of 224.50 and a collect of 234.50, which is only 6 70 cents off my last ticket. The one that I missed by one. One thing I haven't checked out yet. I have read online on the MGM, on the Bet MGM website, is that it is possible to have parlay insurance. Or rather, it wasn't on their website, it was another website uh, talking about Bet MGM. But they say that it's possible to put in parlay insurance but they don't explain how that affects your ticket. If it's an additional bonus, if you need to pay an extra 15, 20 bucks to get a parlay insurance, if there's some other weird shenanigans that you need to do to 
do that. If I had gotten parlay insurance, I would have paid another 10 bucks on my ticket, take that 10 bucks, turn it into 20 to only have a payout of 150. I would take a 20 for 150. So, I, I've done this off and on. I participate in a weekly pick'em list for like five bucks a week. I do it with my boss at work. There's like six other, yeah, six other people at work, plus another like oh, ninety plus people that do this out of via my friends, my boss's friend. And I've gotten close a couple times. I've been in the running. I, I was, I lost on tiebreaker one night. I was in the running for the final another night, and I did fairly well until like last week and the like one week a month ago. So I'm 16 picks back of the leader at this point in the year. Which, over the course of the season, I'll take being back 16 points. On average, being off one pick from the lead, overall leader, I'll take that. Normally, I'm back like 40 picks because I'll have a meh week, and then I'll have a bad week, and I'll have a, wow, that looks really good in the middle of Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and then all the games change because the other team comes back at the very end of it and crushes my pick list at the end. So The trick to doing sports gambling is the same as regular gambling. Take money you can afford to lose. I'm not taking $10 wishing for 200 I am going somewhere and buying fun for $10. And if I have a lot of fun, I will have $200. All I have to do is give a bit of information. And if I have a burger or a meal out, that is the same. I'm going out to enjoy an experience. While I haven't sat and watched the games anywhere yet, I am going to take a Saturday or Sunday in January to go and do so. This will allow me to take in the experience more, and I'm going to take my brother out and do it because I know he likes going out and doing things. While he is not a sports fan, going out and spending time is what matters to him more. So, one, one of these Saturdays, I'm going to put in a couple small bets on college basketball and hockey and enjoy myself for the, for the weekend. I will do baseball when it starts back up in the spring. I know pitchers and catchers report here in another six to eight weeks. Spring training starts in nine weeks. Um, yeah, I think it's six weeks for pitchers and catchers to report, and spring training fully starts in eight weeks. I have a month of spring training, and then at the end of March, the beginning of April, it'll start again. I will wait for two months of time to pass, and then I will start placing bets again. I do not like betting on sports in the first month of the year or two months of the year. I am only starting on hockey right now because it has been two and a half months since it started. This gives enough time for trends to form. This tells me who the good teams are, who the hot teams are, who the cold teams are. 
I will be more okay taking upsets at this point because this team is hot. I need to bet them even though they're playing against ostensibly the better team. I also had a chance at basketball the other day. I'm going to stay away from basketball for the most part. I had a chance on one of these parlays, on my parlay from right before Christmas, they were giving so many so many people had bet on the on the Pistons to break their streak that I could have taken the other team plus points at a significant margin. I mean, I, what I should have done was I should have just I saw that I said, "Hmm, that looks interesting." And instead of going over and being like, "Yeah, I'll place like 10 bucks on the the team playing the Pacers or playing the the Pistons." I could have made like 50 bucks back that day. I could have dropped 10 and gotten back 50, which would have been like, uh, I would have put down 10, yeah, I would have put down 10 and got back 50, because I think it was like minus 400 in favor of the Pistons at that time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that, because the Pistons are due for a win. They just broke the record in the NBA for longest losing streak at 20, fuck, 27, 28 games. I've lost count by now. So... Football, I'll talk about. Baseball, I'll talk about. Hockey, I'll talk about. Hockey, I'm probably going to talk a lot about because it just... This is the sport that has given me the most satisfaction in the last five... Last five years. Because uh, I've done fantasy hockey off and on. I've done football for 20... <sighs> Yeah, for like almost 25 years, I've done baseball for the same length of time. I've essentially done this since 2000-ish. Which sounds like I'm old, but I'm barely, I'm barely 35. I'll be 36 in January. So, that will be a fun weekend at the casino. <coughs> Alright, <coughs> so that that is the first of my betting podcasts. I'm certain I will come out as I get more of them. And uh, I will make sure to get you another podcast here in the next couple days. Thank you very much and have a great day.